Welcome everybody, welcome back, welcome back to the Audio the Podcast. Here's your main man Rubio, back with another episode, little sports quarantine edition. Back again with my brother, all the way from New Jersey, via Zoom, my man JC. How about the BBJ? Hey, 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 what's going on everybody? How everybody feeling tonight? And today, I hope everybody had a blessed weekend, staying safe, and um, you know, God bless you and your family. Yeah, yeah, man. Listen, so far, so good, man. Everybody's staying safe. Hopefully, things will start opening up little by little, you know, precautiously, of course, so mm-hmm. that we can actually get some type of sports. So, you know, we're going to do our best to give you uh, the most that we can because a lot has been happening. So we're going to jump right into the bulk of it, which is going to be the NFL. A lot of crazy shit has been happening. We're going to start right, all, right away with DeAndre Baker, Quentin Dunbar, both being wanted for armed robbery. Uh I'm going to jump into the charges. Baker's charged with four counts of armed robbery with a firearm, four counts of aggravated assault with a firearm. So both teams have made statements saying that there are, and I mean, they made statements and they're going to give no further comments, I guess, until more evidence pops up. Um, It sounds like uh, Roger Goodell told him to say that, but go ahead. You were saying? I mean, listen, it's a possibility. Um, I'm going to just give the facts before you give give the insight on it because the incident happened Wednesday. Baker and Dunbar had a third man with them. They all brandished guns. The robbery attendees, uh, they took them for cash, four watches. And supposedly a witness said that Baker told the third guy to shoot somebody who entered, but nobody was harmed. Um, There's conflicting stories from the witnesses. So whether Dunbar had a gun, so we'll see what the hell happens. And from what we're hearing, men are, uh, the guys were gambling, playing video games before they got robbed. Days earlier, Baker and Dunbar were in a different party where they lost $70,000 gaming. Give your info, my brother. What the hell is going on with it, bro? So basically, you're telling me, if I'm correct. Yes. And obviously, I read it just so the fans can understand Mm -hmm. the bigger picture of where I'm coming from. You possibly threw your NFL career away, your freedom away, knowing that you make millions of dollars for $70,000. That's what it seems like. I mean, it seems like it was a matter of pride and ego. And these guys weren't thinking with their head, man. Like, where is their PR guy? Where is the person telling them, listen, bro, you're making, you got your whole career ahead of you. You're making tons of money. 70000 All right, it's 70000 Because, like, you, you know, like me and you were saying, 70000 is like shit, bro. Oh, yeah, that's for us. That's a lot of money. <laughs> we're about to go try to take somebody out of that shit, you know? But... Well- you know what the problem is? And this goes back to the yes man that I've always told you. Mm. When you have too many yes men in your corner, you really don't go anywhere. That is correct. You know, and, and I'm going to say this. I don't approve of selling drugs. I don't approve of people being robbed. But I will understand if you didn't have money to feed your family. If you didn't have money to be like, hey, you know, I got to feed my kids. I got to take care of this. I got to take care of that. Okay, I get it. You have money. You take it on the chin and you keep it moving. Yep. And also, on the biggest grand scheme of things, why are you even putting yourself in an environment like that to be set up? I mean, listen, that's what these guys do, though, man. These guys get all this money, and if they don't have the proper people around them, like you said, um, they have yes men who are like, yo, you got money? Yo, let's go over here. They, we're at the spot. We, you know, we gambling, we drinking, we smoking, whatever the hell they're doing. And one thing led to another. I don't know. From a rumor has it, they said that they feel like they were set up. We don't know how much factor is behind that. But we do know for a fact, though, that I think Baker, uh, DeAndre Baker, did uh, turn himself in today. Yes, he did. Also, they're saying, and, and, and Dunbar, too. I saw earlier today. Okay. Oh, both of them so, did. 
What they're doing now is they have affidavits for witnesses saying they weren't there. So it's more or less, it's becoming a he said, she said. Mm. And unless there's more concrete, they're probably going to get it off and throw it out of court and be suspended. Something's going to happen to them. I mean, it sounds like if they do have he say, she say, you know, hearsay, um, it sounds like they might be able to slide away with, with probably doing no time at all. Yeah. Because so my whole point is, and then it goes back to what we would say. Let's assume they did it and they get away with it. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe they didn't do it. Yeah. But, but why are you even putting yourself in that position? Exactly. Your season, you should be focusing on getting in shape. Dunbar should be like, hey, this should be the year I'm going to stay healthy 16, year, 16 games because I know if I play well, I could cash in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the Baker was more than toast last he year for the Giants. And he should be saying, yo, let me watch film. I'm going to stay home. I'm going to watch film. I'm going to correct my issues because although I'm on a rookie contract, that's not guaranteed. You know, that could, they, they could cut me probably after next year and then I'm done. And then what happens? He becomes a journeyman. It, it, it hurts too because as a Giant fan myself, the Giants traded up for this kid because they see the upside in him. But then, you know, this is some knuckleheaded shit you're doing here, man. Look, um, as far as him being a prospect, no disrespect to him. Um, I'm pretty sure he's a fine, fine human being. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure if he did this, it was a mistake, whatever, yada, yada. I was never sold on him. I told my brother, I said, Anthony, you did a mistake. I don't think he's worth that, that, that trade-up. I mean, a lot of people were really liking this, this trade-up. They said they felt that he had a lot of upside along with the Giants needing defensive help. So in my, in my eyes, listen, you, you, you moved up. You made it. You you made the swap for him to get him. I think they also got another offensive lineman. A few picks. A defensive tackle too. Tackle, yeah. He played well. He played well. He played well. So, so you know the Giants made the moves up to get this kid, and you're already doing bonehead shit. Who was the other kid? There was another corner. That he didn't shoot himself. They, they, he got shot right because he was with his boy. Wow, that was a good one. I heard about that. I can't think of his name, but this is almost a similar similar situation. The other guy, well, actually similar, but not similar in per se, because DeAndre Baker put himself in the situation, like you said. The other, yeah. the other, I think he was a corner also. The other corner was just with his guy, with his boy, and they got shot at, and he got hit. Yeah, I, it was on the news. I heard about that. Yeah, so that was just you know wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, this guy's, see, putting, see. Him, this guy's putting himself in the wrong place at the wrong yeah, time. Yeah, but but and it goes to like unless the guy was. Hanging out where you know it's really hood, you mm. shouldn't be there. I mean, and I, and I hate to say it like that. You have to understand when you start making money like that and you become a celebrity, you can't hang out with those people no more. No. This is what my friend used to tell me. Once you make it, you can't be around them. You gotta leave. That's it. That's not who you are no more. Nah, they, don't, they don't understand your struggles. You have to start getting ready for the season and watch your money. They want your money. Exactly. They, they know you're rolling with a lot of cash. They know you got a lot of money. They see you flossing all this jewelry. Because, you know, the first thing these guys are buying, watches, chains, and when they're going out, they're flossing. You know? They're flossing. They Look, floss. that's your money. You do what you want to do with it. I'm just saying, be smart. Yes. Don't be a broke athlete that's living under the bridge after his career. Follow the steps of Marshawn Lynch and, you know, make sure that, that you know, you save your money. You do right by it. Marshawn Lynch, he did his thing. Never really spent his money. You know, he got in trouble here and there. But you never really hear Marshawn Lynch getting in trouble like that. I mean, did he? I didn't, I didn't look. If he did, I'd never really heard of it. That I, I, I remember off the top of my head, no. But he's, you know, but he's, I mean, Marshall Lynch is hood, but you don't really see him getting in shots as a shot five. Oh, here he is. No, no, he's about his business. <laughs> he definitely is. 
I mean, I mean, he was on bar rescue. I mean, listen, he's smart enough. He, he's smart enough that he was able to he was able to leave the NFL, be okay with money, and still be able to come back because he did come back last season. Granted, yeah. Granted, he didn't do that great, but he still got paid. He still got paid. He didn't care. He's like, I'm gonna make another. I'm gonna make another two million dollars right now on top of the 127 I got in my bank account. <laughs> Assuming he has that. I mean, shout out to my man Marshawn Lynch, even though I don't know him, for being an intelligent person. He's getting sponsored by Skittles because that's all that guy eats apparently. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so yo, listen. So we're gonna talk, we're gonna keep this theory in mind because we do have another player we're gonna talk about getting caught up in some junk. We're gonna catch up on that in a few. Let's jump off since we're already talking about the Giants. The Giants' top, uh, headline right now that's running around is a lot of people complaining the Giants' offense is going to be very similar to the Cowboys last season, per Joe Judge. Per Joe Judge, he said this, very similar to the Cowboys. And I can't blame him because Jason Garrett, of course, is our offensive coordinator for the 2020 season, if we have a season. so Assuming we have a season, I think that's a good move. So here are the comparisons real quick that I'm going to give you. I think at running back, you got Zeke and Barkley. You could say they're very similar, so you're good there. You're wait, wait, hold on. Time out, time out, time out, time out. Saquon is better than Zeke. Next. I mean, listen, you get what I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get at running no, no, back. Don't be modest here. Don't be modest. Here. Be straight up. <laughs> don't be modest. I love my boy Barkley, man. You know that for a fact, man. That dude's a beast. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to take it from Zeke, man. Zeke when Zeke put, is nice, but Zeke is he's nice. He's, He's nice. I'm not saying he's not, but in my opinion, and I'm not even a Giant fan, I think Saquon is better than him because you could do more with him. But go ahead. My apologies for interrupting. I mean, no, you're right. You're right, though. I mean, Barkley does have a lot more potential. Uh, I love his game. But then we're going to go right into the quarterbacks, comparing quarterbacks. Dak has been in the league for a couple of seasons. Uh, Two-time Pro Bowler. He threw a career-best 4,902 yards during 2020, I mean 2019, sorry. He also had, though, on the offense, he had Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, at wide receiver. Both of them, both of them had over 1,100 yards last year. Yeah, look, I, I, I'm not going to deny, and I want to be clear about this, because mm. I know you're going to compare him to Danny Dimes. Of course. Of course. I'm not going to deny that I think Danny Dimes has a, a, better, has a higher ceiling than him, and I know I get a lot of hate when I say that. Mm-hmm. Because Danny Dimes didn't come into a situation that Zeke, that that came in having Zeke having that offensive line, you know, right. he didn't have that. You're he right. didn't have. That. I mean, he had Saquon, but he had right. better weapons around him. He had that. He um, Des Bryant, which I always thought Des Bryant was extremely overrated, but he had Des there. Yeah, yeah. You know? he's still a weapon. He's still a big weapon. He's still a weapon, and and you know, and and I'll give him that. But I don't know. I just I, I think that in the Cowboys' offense, I want to be clear about this. The Cowboys' offense. Dak has more weapons than him, than, than Danny Dimes. Guaranteed. Much and better weapons, better options, everything. We, even though we like, we both agree that we feel that this year um, Barkley's going to have a better year than Zeke. Yes. But we still can't deny the fact that he still has them. Yep. You know, like they, he's still, it's not like if he has me or you running the ball. He has, he's legitimately <laughs> has a, a top five running back behind there. Listen, if he has me and you running the ball, listen, they're in for a shitload of problems. Yeah. <laughs> But I feel that Jason Garrett, as an offensive coordinator, yes. is going to work with the Giants. Yes. Give him time. I don't – Jason Garrett, if you're listening to this, no disrespect, you are not a head coach, my brother. Stick I, to being an offensive coordinator. Listen, Jerry – I give credit for Jerry Jones for, you know, sticking with him for all those years. You know what I'm saying? All those, yeah, he, yeah. All those, all those years where these guys are producing these great numbers but just can't get over that hump, which for us, I don't care because them being our division – 
screw the Cowboys. You know, <laughs> screw the Cowboys. Yeah, screw them. But, you know, having all these weapons and still not being able to get over the hump is a problem. Um, I see more than upside for Danny Dimes. Hopefully everybody comes back healthy next season. Yes. I'm going to just give you real, num- real quick numbers with Danny Dimes compared to Dak. So, like we said, Dak had Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper last year. Amari Cooper had over 1,100 yards. No giant wide receiver had over 1,000 a, a yards, bro. We're going from the most yards was Darius Slay at 740. Then we have uh, Golden Tate at 676. Sterling Shepard at 576. Evan Ingram at 467. And then Saquon Barkley at 438, man. We need to get this guy more help, more weapons. If the offensive line, I think, which, like you said, this draft, they did bulk up. Mm-hmm. They did. If they set up the offensive line like the Cowboys, I think that Danny Dimes has potential to do a whole lot of damage with Saquon Barkley in the backfield, bro. It's going to be a problem. Which I, might, uh, which I know my brother's listening to this, which I would like to add. I did tell the Giant fans that Danny Dimes was the man. Just want to throw that in there because I have to throw it up every time you bring him up. Listen, Sorry, just have to- listen, and I know you do, and I give you credit because every time, because you know what, you're right. Last time we were together, you was mentioning that all the time. Like, listen, I have faith in Danny Dimes, Danny Dimes. Everybody was skeptical. From what he showed last season, with the with the weapons that he had, which was not that many, I think he did a great job. I, I, I think so, a, too. He showed a whole lot of upside, which I love. I mean, you can't go wrong with coming in your rookie season. Yes, you know what I'm saying? You still had to worry about Eli Manning. But you know, Eli Manning was already on his way out. Uh, the good thing about Danny Dimes, I think it was a, he said it was a huge advantage to work with Eli. Love that the kid is humble, and he knows what he's stepping into. He knows the Giants franchise is a respectable franchise, and all they want to do is win, get back into that winning format. I think with, with Jason Garrett, it's going to be a problem next season. Bro. I, I think so, too. I think, look, I was never a big Tony Romo fan. Mm. I thought he put up good numbers, yes, but, you know, he just, unfortunately, let's just say the football guys didn't have it in for him to go to the next level. No. To me, Dak Prescott, I, I'm not a big fan. He's not even top 10 in my book. I mean, uh, listen, I mean, listen before, before you continue going forward, Tony Romo at least is a good commentator. He's a great commentator, baby. Yeah, he's a great commentator. <laughs> Do you know that Tony Romo calls plays before they happen? Yes. Yes. Was, they're going to throw it left. They're going to throw it deep. Yeah. They're going to do a running play. Oh, they're pitching in the middle. He might be a head coach. He's reading He's reading the field, man. He's reading the field, the plays, the defense. You already knows. Yeah, no, he's a great commentator. Yes, you know, but Yeah, but um, like, going back to that, I, I don't know. I just – I feel like Danny Dimes is going to – he's going to he's gonna flourish under Jason Garrett. And, and I, you know, as a Ruskin fan, it pains me because that's the quarterback I really wanted. Everybody mm-hmm. knew that. And we'll see. We'll see what happens. He's gonna, I think he's going to do well. I think he's going to do well also. I mean, you're, you're, you just mentioned Dak. Uh, another thing that was that was trending was Joe Theismann, your boy Joe, right? My boy Joe. The, the, the face of the franchise down, in, uh, down there in Washington said he's confused as to why Dak rejected two reported mega deals in a standoff to become the highest paid player. He says he's crazy. He's not a top five player, a top five QB. Yeah. So he doesn't understand why in the world Dak Prescott didn't take the money. Look, I'm going to tell you right now. If we're going to name top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, mm. by the time we even think of Dak, we're thinking seven, the number seven already. Mm. You know? Yeah. Because you already know um, Watson. Give me, give me, you know what? Before we go into that, what we're going to do is we're going to, right now between me and you, I think we can name five quarterbacks that are better than Dak right now off, over the top of the dome. That's what I think, personally. So I think between me and you right now, I think we could give – 
five quarterbacks that are better than Dak this shit are deserving of the money. I'm going to let okay. you go first because I know you love your boy Watson. You just mentioned Watson. Give me the other three. Give me the other four. Okay. I think, okay, Holmes, Watson. Mm-hmm. These are quarter, not salary, just better than him. Better than him. Just better than him. Holmes. Money. Yes. Forget the money. So the fans understand this. We're not talking about contract. Yeah, we're talking about players, quarterbacks that are better than Dak Prescott. Yes. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh. Drew Brees, uh. Patrick Holmes, Deshaun Watson, already uh. better. That's five already. He's already sliding down. <laughs> you know, so you're like, okay, you're not even top five now. Is he a six? You start looking at the at the at the at the quarterbacks mm. play. You're like, okay, Russell Wilson better than him, so he's already at seven. If worst yep. case scenario, he's already slid to seven. Yeah, you know. And now you start thinking of players. Okay, uh, there's nobody in Miami. Okay, now you say I, that, he, I mean, you 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 mentioned Russell Wilson, which that that's another one. So that'll bring him in. That's number six right there. Yeah. So he's already. If they, worst case scenario, he's at seven right now. I still think also Ben Roethlisberger went healthy. I think better. Better than him. That's seven. Now he's looking at eight. <laughs> now you're like, okay, he's eight now. He's sliding down that slippery slope. And he's not that he's a bad player, but these players are just better than him. Slide out of that slippery slope real fast, bro. Uh, maybe I mean thinking like, who else is out there that you could be like, oh, okay, you know, he's he's a better quarterback. Oh, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> we were just talking about Lamar Jackson from Baltimore. Better than him. That's better that's him. eight. That's eight. I would put Philip Rivers ahead of him. Yeah. Listen. Philip Rivers, even though he does not have hardware to show and prove, that guy puts numbers up, bro. Yeah, he's better than him. That's nine. So you're looking at ten. You're like, uh, is there a tenth quarterback that's better than him? I'm trying, you to, know think right now. I'm trying to think of it right now, man. Listen, because even if you make top ten, that's still honorable. But you already, you know, now you want to be paid more than all those players. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could put the you could you could put the argument that Nick Foles is better than him. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, when healthy, is way better than Dak Prescott any day. Carson Wentz, I think to me, any day that he's healthy, that he's healthy because he must maintain healthy because that's his problem. He does, he's, he, he's, he's always getting hurt. He's fragile. He's fragile. We know that. I know that. You know that. Which it comes into our benefit because in the NFC East. Yes. Carson, Carson Wentz, when healthy, better. better than him. So he's sliding. He's sliding. That's already 10 we named off the top that, that are better than him. Not money-wise, like we said. Don't worry about the money. Who's getting Don't worry about the money. Number-wise. I think he's better than Jared Goff. I say that. I think Dak Prescott's 100 times. I think Jared Goff, to me, I, mean, I would have never taken him if I was the Rams. No way in hell. You couldn't pay me to take him. Is, no. is Dak Prescott better than Matt Ryan? No. No? No. Not better than Matty Ice? Not better than Matty Ice. <laughs> I, wouldn't take, I would rather have Matty Ice than him. Mm. Boy, man, listen. It's not looking so he's, he's starting to slide, and you're like, yo, dude. You know, you could put the argument after seven. People are going to argue with you, blah, blah, blah. They're going to give you that argument. Mm. You know, but at the end of the day, I mean, maybe it's my hate for the Cowboys. I don't see Dak Prescott as this bona fide great player. Now, is he, is he going to come in maybe ball out this year? Yo, he might put me wrong. He might come in and win MVP. I mean, did they franchise tag him? Yeah, they did. Fran- $33 million he'll get this year. Oh, so they, they- $30 and $33 million, that range. So he's definitely going to want to come out and show and prove. Yeah. But the whole thing is this. He declined the option. He declined some, some type of deal. He had declined. They had, I know it was some type of extension was given to him, and he didn't want to take it. He wanted to go prove himself. Well, they that's, told what, him, that's what I think. Like you said, your boy Joe is saying, like, yo, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Like, what is he, crazy? Yeah, just take it and go. 
And, you know, I understand in the league that we're in, you know, you can get hurt and you're out. Dude, take the money and go, man. Listen, you, you haven't won a playoff game. I mean. He has won one playoff ooh, game. All right. I guess it's more. Listen, pardon me. I'm going to go down the line. I'm, I'm, I got the whole NFL squad here, the whole, the, all the teams in the NFL, and we're just going to go down. Is he better than Marcus Mariota? Yes. Is he better than, uh, what's, what's this guy, Derek Carr from the from Raiders? Yes. We know he's not better than Russell Wilson. Is he better than uh, Jimmy G over there in San Francisco? Uh, absolutely. What? You think that press is better than Jimmy G? I'm going to tell you why. If Dak Prescott, and, and, and I am by no means a Dak Prescott fan, with that defense and the way they were running the ball and doing things, yeah. they would have won the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. Because at the, at the end of the half, they had no confidence in Jimmy G. They didn't take a timeout. They went straight to halftime. With Dak Prescott, there's more confidence. They would they would have got the ball back and at least try to add three points in. See, but that's not on him, man. That's on the coach, man. But I think he's better. My, you ask my player. I think he is. All right. Sorry, my point. I, I, I give you that. I give you that. You know what I'm saying? You're right. I, you know what I mean? I don't want to get into another battle because I might we might stretch another 20 minutes just going. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going down the line. Do you think he's better than Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray. We only seen one season from him. Remember, he was a rookie last year. Nah, yeah, he's better right now. He's better than Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray's. He's um he's a major wrestler in the NFL. Next one, <laughs> Cam Newton. Yes, Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton is one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the NFL. Is he? You think he's gonna? Is he better than Kyle Allen? Yeah. Mm. Is he better than Mitch Mitch Trubisky? <laughs> My mother's better than Mitch Trubisky. Next, <laughs> Matthew Stafford. Wow, that's a good one. I would say yes. Ooh, huh? I would say yes because because of the health issues. Okay, okay. You said all right, so you said he's better than Jerry Goff, right? Yeah, how, yeah. How about uh, Kirk Cousins, the Minnesota? Kirk Cousins is another overrated quarterback to me. He's not worth any penny they gave him. Uh, Tampa Bay, we had Tom, you said Tom Brady, but now what about James Winston? Oh my god, my look, I coach flag football, and this kid's better than James Winston. My flag football league. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing with James Winston puts up numbers. He just he throws up so many interceptions, and yeah. I mean, he, he got corrective eye surgery, so maybe that'll help him this season. I hope so. I Your mean, lipstick God's ears. I mean, listen. He's looking like a bust. I'll tell you that right now. He's looking I like mean, a straight bust. Tyra, is he better than Tyra Taylor? Because Tyra Taylor's yeah. going to run to San Diego now. I think he is. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Yes. Mm. So there we go, man. There we go. Is this- I'm, I don't like him, but I'm not going to disrespect him either. I got you. Hey, is he better than Baker Mayfield? No. Uh, no, yeah, I would say yes. I would say he's better than Baker Mayfield. Good right now, comparing that Baker Mayfield had those all those weapons, he couldn't make it work. No, this is sorry, Dak. I didn't mean to disrespect you like that. <laughs> that was a big Mayfield fan coming in. It's so it's so good, man. How about um, how about this guy in Tennessee? It was not, not Mariota, the guy who took over there now. Uh, Matt Ryan. No, no, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. I want to know. I'm thinking. I mean, Ryan Tannehill and him have been in the league for about the same amount of time. They've been they they've been in the league about the same amount of time. Tannehill had a great season last year with the Titans for to the reason that even the Titans was like, you know what, Mariota, we like you, we appreciate you, you know, we know you're constantly getting hurt, but we got to move on from you. Also, yeah. though, Ryan Tannehill did have Derrick Henry in the backfield, which helped out big time, big time, you know, big time. So, you mean, but hey, so, he, he did what they asked him to do: don't turn over the ball, manage the game, win the game for us. You can't even get mad at that. Like people that hate on him, you, you don't know football. Straight up. You can't. You can't. In Tannehill's defense, Zeke is in the backfield for Dak, so he does have help. Yeah. Like we said, Dak definitely has more than enough weapons. 
He has enough weapons that they shouldn't – first of all, they should never be down so many points that he only could throw the ball to put them back in the game. Yeah. So that's why his numbers were inflated. These are little things that – y'all. this is why I'm not big on Dak Prescott. Hey, all right, man. I think that's enough of Dak. Moving on to another quarterback. Um, we'll, t- we'll touch up on it just a little bit just because it was mentioned. What do you think of this rumor that the Browns were offered Russell Wilson in the 2018 draft? They offered Russell Wilson for their number one pick, which the Browns took Baker Mayfield that year. What do you think? I think the Browns are stupid if they offer that for him. How much truth do you think there is behind that? Hugh Jackson is saying, no, that he never heard nothing of it. I don't know. I don't believe you because Hugh's credibility is shot. Mm-hmm. So nobody's really going to tell him anything. They probably wanted to fire him after the second week, but they just didn't want to look bad. I believe it's true. I do. I think that um, the Browns said no. Looking at the quarterbacks that came out, yeah. um, Josh Rosen is um, fighting for a practice squad spot in the Dolphins. Yep, yep. Josh Allen, which was my pick, that I said, wow, this kid's going to be really good, yep. went to the Bills. Baker Mayfield went number one, and Lamar Jackson went the last pick. So if you kind of look at it, were they trying to get Lamar Jackson to replace Wilson? It's definitely a possibility, man. Lamar Jackson's game is a lot like Wilson's. Well, not so much because I think Jackson runs a whole lot more. Yeah. But I think they like the fact that the Lamar Jackson can – he can move – he can stay in the pocket through the ball, but he can also move out the pocket and make plays like he did last year. With yeah. The and the same thing with Russell yeah, Wilson. Yeah. Russell Wilson's not a big runner, but if needed be, he will move out that pocket and still make plays. No, I'm a, I've, I've never really been, like, really big on Russell Wilson. I always respected his game. This is a his career. I'm like, wow, this guy is really, really, a really good quarterback. I will say about about Russell Wilson, he manages that ball very well. He does. If he's scrambling, it's because he's gonna throw it away. He's not scrambling to make to force something, and and I respect him for that. That's correct. You know, I mean, listen, he's and he was a hidden gem because, like you said, he went what uh, third, fourth round. Third, I think it was the third round he went. Yes. So he was a hidden gem, like you said. He was. He was. And you saw him in the exhibition games coming on that you was like, oh, man, this kid's going to be a problem. So moving on to players that might not be in the, that are not in the NFL and might not be in the NFL, we're going to move on to your boy, Cody Latimer, arrested today. Oh, Lord. <laughs> arrested today in Colorado. Shots were fired. So he's charged with illegal discharge of a weapon, second-degree assault, reckless endangerment. He was drafted in 2014 by the Broncos, played two seasons with the Giants. He played two seasons with the Giants, and now you guys draft, uh, picked him up, and now you might just lose him. Yo, if it's true what he said, we could save the $1.5 million and get him out of here. Is that My what whole thing, I'll let him go. We don't need him. What I'm saying is that what he's owed, $1.5 million? Yeah, like $1.5. He said no major deal with us, like $3, 4000000 million. Let him go. Save the money on the cap. Get out of here. Dwayne Haskins needs, needs all the help he can get down there. No, he could, but they're addressing that. They, they have good receivers. You're, I'm not saying they have any superstar receivers because they're not superstars yet. They did have a runner-up, and Terry McCollin, I think that's his name, the receiver. He had a great rookie year. He had 1,000 yards. Okay. And then you got Sims Jr. on the outside, which he could play the slot receiver. He's good. They drafted an, an, um, an, an um, Antonio, I forgot, um, Antonio Gibson from from. Mississippi that could play running back receiver, slot receiver, kick returner, prompt returner. They drafted another Antonio in the fourth round, which he's a big possession receiver. So, yeah, we lose him. He did us the favor, you know, being an idiot, another idiot, stupid moron, grow up. I don't know what the hell is it with these guys who are getting making money and then they're still putting their whole career at risk. 
Yeah, and their freedom. And, and embarrassing that, you know what, when you go to jail, and, and I hope anybody that's playing sports, anybody that does this, I hope you're listening to me. You're, you're embarrassing your mother. And that's embarrassing. It's just to read that in the paper. So you're going to do something stupid. Think about what you're doing before you do it. Yeah, well, that's the problem. A lot of these guys are high-headed. Yeah. Uh, they, they figure, oh, I got all this money. I could do what the hell I want. And they end up getting themselves in this situation like this where now they might not even play in the NFL anymore. So not, not, not good at all. But moving on to the uh, other people that are not in the NFL, uh, real quick, because I know you don't even want to talk about this guy that much. David Clowney. Oh, yeah, I don't. I want to say something. I want to say something. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was never sold on him. I never thought that he was this this great defensive end. He's never even had ten sacks in one year. How, how does that sound? You know, know, he was the first. He was the first. Uh, the number one pick for the Houston Texans, correct? Yes, correct. He was the number one pick for the Houston Texans. He was the number one pick of the draft that year. Wow. Wow. And he's not. He, he can't even produce. Yeah, if you, look, Miles, uh, Miles, um, Miles no, the, uh, that's the defensive end from the Browns, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep. He's had two ten. He had two. He had a ten sack season. Yeah, he, he missed he was, three games, and he threw a ten sack season. And he and he was the number one pick of the draft, also. Yes, he was the number one pick, and he's yeah, he's lived up to it. Now you double teaming him, you doing something. This guy, Clean County man, look. He wants $20 million. Now, I'll give you $20 million pizzas, but I ain't giving you $20 million. <laughs> well, listen, um, before we – so we can stop talking about this guy, we're just going to give the numbers so people, the people can know what the hell you're talking about. 2019, he only had 31 tackles, three sacks, and 13 games. Horrendous. And between 2015 and 2018, 146 tackles, 29 sacks. What is how much you have the numbers? How much is this guy asking for again? Twenty million a year. Yeah, nah, I'll pass. I'll pass. I'll pass. I'll get, look, if he's willing to sign a five million dollar deal with incentives that could bring him up to fifteen million, I'll do it. Where he has to hit ten sacks, we have to make this. He has to have a hundred. Okay, fine, I'll do it. But if he's not willing to do that, yo, man, get out of my office. Have a nice day. Doesn't seem like he is. Um, I think there's gonna be another situation where he's gonna sit out until somebody offers him what he wants. And then if not, he might just not play. Because WWE is looking for a big body, so you can just go there. I mean, they just lost a big body because, you know, Gronkowski is playing again, so they just lost a wrestler. Yeah, they, they could go over there and go for that. And then you go wrestle with them over there. Yeah, start um, your career. Next. <laughs> on to the next free agent, we got Logan Ryan. Um, the Dolphins, we're told by his agent he's looking for more than $10 million annually. This kid is 29 years old. Played every defensive snap in 17 out of 19 games last year. Has played 109 games between the Titans and the Patriots. Had He had a career high of 113 combined tackles, four and a half sacks, and 18 pass breakups last year. What do you think? Is this guy even worth more than $10 million? They threw 114 times at him. Mm-hmm. I believe he, he played well from, from what I'm trying to gather. But I, I hate to say it, and, I, and I'm not trying to disrespect cornerbacks because cornerbacks are important. Mm-hmm. But if the Giants could win a Super Bowl against the Patriots and Randy Moss when they were like 17 and 0, with <laughs> at best mediocre corners, yeah. it's really your line. So, yeah. no, I wouldn't give it to him. I'll give him eight, seven, eight million. That's about it. Well, listen, I know the Dolphins are in the mix. I think the Jets are also in the mix for him. The question is which team is willing to call for 
that big, you know, the big bucks to get this guy. Um, he does. He'll do good with Adams, though, at safety with the Jets. I think so, definitely. But, because, it, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't do it, though. I don't know if the Jets are willing to cough up that much money. I mean, they already dumped a shitload of cash on Le'Veon Bell, and he still has to show and prove. But um, not to touch up too much on the Jets, you know what I'm saying? Yet again, that's going to be a good backfield with Le'Veon Bell. But anyway, he'll do good in New York, but the, I don't think the Jets are going to throw the money at him. They're not, I, I wouldn't put the money into him. They're not, they're not looking to spend. They're still looking to add young pieces to the team to build around Sam Darnold and hopefully help him be better. What they need to be worrying about is a wide receiver because they ain't got nothing with it. They got that, they got that one kid from um, Baylor. Oh, the, the, they picked him this year? Yeah, the draft. And they, they, they did well with the with – the, I thought that was a good pick and everybody – not the sexy pick, but it was the right pick, the offensive line. No. Six seven three twenty five runs the forty in a four six and that much weight and that big that was a good pick. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, last topic on the NFL we're gonna touch up on is the NFL sent the memos to the team saying they can open facilities May nineteenth, depending on state rules. Now you have a little bit more on this. Fill me in, my brother. So they're saying that you could come in. Mm-hmm. You cannot come in to train. Like if you're a regular player, you're either coming in for treatment, okay, and or you're doing some type of re- rehabilitation on your arm, your knee, something along those lines. You just can't walk in to come in. That's not how it works. Also, no more than 75 people in the building. Oh wow! Coaches are not allowed to return to the facilities. Oh, the coaches are not. No, they cannot enter the facilities. So pretty much, it's going to be players that are rehabbing and what the training staff and the training staff, but. If you were smart like Baker, where you got burnt all year, you can say, I got burn marks in my back. I came to get some treatment. <laughs> Let me look at some stuff while I'm here. Well, you know? Let's see if that happens. We don't know if we're going to get NFL. We're hoping we do because it looks like they're making the proper moves. They're taking it very precautious. And that's what we want. We want, if we do get sports, we want everybody to be safe. Yeah. We don't want the season to start and then we're back into the same thing that happened to the NBA where – you know, mid-season is like you get cut off because of this pandemic. Yeah. So moving along, you know what I'm saying? It's a season that might not happen. The MLB is proposing uh, possibly coming back. Uh, the first topic we're going to touch up on that. The draft already got removed remotely. It'll be done by video conference, and the teams are not allowed to have draft rooms, which I don't understand that. So hold on. So you're going to do it remotely, but you're not allowed to have a draft room? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what the, they did with the NFL. That's just ridiculous. Or, or they're trying to, uh, uh, I guess, minimize the yeah. people in the room, I guess. I guess that makes sense. It makes sense. Um, if they do come back, if they do come back, they are imposing for the DH to to be imposed for the shortened season. So um, I don't know if I want that. But they're saying the DH is going to be applied to the National League to protect the players who are going to have to ramp up pitching in a shortened season because they're going to have to, you know, it's going to be a short season, then you're going to have to go right back into spring training. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I mean, look, it's, I, I kind of kind of agree with it because I know when you're going to come for the strategy part, I get, et cetera, et cetera. But if you think of, of the pitcher's arm and trying to get them relieved, so it's, it's, if they're doing this, I'm going to assume there's some type of science behind it where they did some research and it's helpful. I mean, I, I definitely understand what they're trying to get at. They're, what they're trying to get at is these guys are starting the season late. So let's say the season ends now, it's pushed back, not into October, but it's already going into, let's say, mid-November. Mm-hmm. These guys, these guys got to go back and do spring training and all that by, I think, February. 
Yes. So, you know, their time off is very shortened. And when you're a pitcher and you're throwing, you know, 95 to nine, you know, to 100 miles an hour, you're, you know, hitting, you know, pitches of about, let's say they usually top them out at like 95 to 98 pitches. They usually pull the pitchers. That puts a lot of strain on the arm back to back. And I, I could definitely see why they want to do that. As a Mets fan, I think it helps the Mets, you know, because now we have somewhere to put Joanna Cespedes. I don't want him playing. Throw him in the DH spot. Let him swing a hack away the ball. You know what I mean? So it kind of benefits. It benefits everybody. God willing that this is helpful for the, everybody to stay healthy and nobody th- they don't throw their arm out or something like that. Definitely. I mean, Blake, uh, Blake Snell, he refuses to play for less. So I don't know what the hell's going to happen. He says he refuses to play for less in a shorter season. So, let you know, less pay, no play. <laughs> That's what you say. I kind of agree with him, man. You got to make money. Like, at the end of the day, they signed a contract. Yeah, they, yeah. they didn't say it, last year, oh, if there's a COVID-19, um, I got to pay 50% less. They signed it. That's it. And that's the thing. I, I don't think I wrote it down. Well, actually, I did write it down. But I just want to get into Blake Snell's number. Bryce Harper also agreed with Snell. He says, listen, if somebody had to say it, he said it. He respects him for it, blah, blah, blah. Screw Bryce Harper. You just don't want, you know I mean? you just don't want to play. You're a fluke anyway, whatever. But Blake Snell is 27, second wow. year <laughs> – 27 years old, second year of his five-year deal, of his $50 million deal. I mean, he's not getting paid a lot. He's still, you know, pretty young, but I can see where he's My question is, can they, can, in baseball, because I don't know how the termination of contracts are and how much is guaranteed in baseball. Got you. So, if he could get, if he's, it's like, in the NFL, if you get cut, they only give you like 10% of what you make. So, is this something like that in baseball? I mean, I don't know. I think that all goes into the discrepancies of what how, what's put into the contract. You know, I think each player, you know, from position player to pitcher, it all changes and varies. Yeah. So um, yet again, they do a lot of players do have incentives in their contract. So maybe he's the contract is at fifty million, but he has a potential to make more. Yeah. So I, I, I could see from him. I can see from him just getting fifty million, being the ace of Tampa right now. I can see where he's precautious because. He's like, okay, if I protect my arm, I can get a bigger contract after these five years are up. Yeah. I totally understand that aspect. Um, but to mention a point that you made, MLB wants the players to take a 50% pay cut, making Prince Fielder the highest paid player if that happens. He's owed $24 million in his final year of his contract because he was terminated due to injury. So he's owed $24 million. So to me, that's insane that this guy, he's not even playing anymore. But he might be the highest paid player in the MLB due to this uh, this imposition that the MLB wants to put in. Man, uh, I'll just say this. Don't hate the player, hate the game. He, he got it. Fuck it. I mean, listen, Prince, when he was playing, was a beast. Um, it just sucks that he was, you know, very injury prone as he got older. But um, I'm going to just throw some numbers at you, brother. Listen, Rob Manfred said that the MLB could lose up to $4 billion if the season is canceled. So mm-hmm. you, know that, you know that they're trying to cancel they're not trying to cancel the season at all. I don't want them to cancel the season at all. I think they should just take precautions. But their worry is they can lose up to $640,000 per game without fans due to the coronavirus. So pretty yeah. much if they, if they go play with no fans in the stadium, yeah, they're playing, yeah, they're going to make money off of the commercials and, you know, tele, you know, television and the media and all that. But without having fans in the stadium, they're losing close to $640,000 per game. Well, listen, man, it's better to lose that than to lose the whole $120 billion. 
Uh, no, four billion to cancel the whole season. I mean, four billion. I'd rather lose the four. I'd rather not lose the four and take a, and, and and lose two. You know, walk away with something than nothing. Yeah. How many, we said there's 32 teams in the MLB, correct? Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, I'm just doing quick math real quick. Just going because these are rough numbers. The 600 yeah. is rough numbers that uh, they're crunching. So 640 thousand dollars, right? But <laughs> woo, that's a lot of money losing. I mean, it's not. It's not four billion, but the MLB will lose 20, 20 million this season if that happens. I'd rather lose twenty than four billion. I mean, so I guess you're right. Lose twenty instead of the four, and we'll see what happens from there. And trust me, the ratings are going to be off the roof. They'll make it back up. Yeah. The only people that I will feel bad for are the people that sell that that work in the stadium, the concession yeah. stand, the parking attendants. Those people will lose money. Security guards. Bring up a real good point. What happens? Is there, is there a relief fund for these people? Uh, I don't know. I doubt it. You know, they'll be on the unemployment. Um, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I pray for, I pray that this is over for them. Because a lot of people need that money. They're working at the hot dog stands. They, hey, soda, soda, papa. They need that money. Yep. You know, yep. so for, for you to take that away from them, is going to hurt. And I know Coca-Cola is probably getting hit up. The most out of everyone. I mean, that's because the, they supply the across the across all sports. They're going to lose the most money. I mean, listen, it's a safety precaution, and like we said, they're, they're planning on doing the season, but they're being very, very cautious because they don't want to continue to spread. And you know, then then the players get sick, and then it's even ten times worse. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with the MLB. We're like we said, we're all hoping for the MLB um, to come back. Even if the MLB comes back, Major League Baseball comes back, one fun fact, Aaron Judge is not going to play until summertime. <laughs> I agree. I wouldn't play him. If, I, if, if I'm the Yankees, I'd be like, sit out. Well, listen, he's actually hurt because this guy's like made out of glass. The, kids can, the kid can hit, and when he's healthy, he's a problem. But once he got hurt, I think it was uh, two seasons ago, he's not been the same, and that's something that I would, you know, the, if I was the Yankees, I'd be looking into. Yeah, I'd be monitoring that. I definitely would be monitoring that. Maybe this this might I would say hey you know take longer than you want because maybe you do need to rest up a little bit more. Yeah, and I think that's what they're doing. That's why they're like, listen, the season's going to be you know delayed. We might not start playing till the summertime. So even if he's not ready when the season begins, he's going to have more than enough time to rest up. Because technically, right now, if this was wouldn't have been happening, we would have had baseball as of right now, and he wouldn't have been playing. So I guess it worked yeah. to their benefit. Um. Also people, also, people that are taking advantage of this, we got the Astros who are hoping for a short season because they don't want to get beamed all season. Cheating son of a guns. <laughs> I, 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 look, everybody cheats, but I don't know. I just not, – not to that extent. That's all I'm saying, you know? I mean, it, it, it definitely sucks because, you know, I really wanted Carlos Beltran to be the manager of the Mets, and he was involved in that whole situation. So now he's out of a job. Uh, Alex Cora is out of a job because he was part of that circle. That that whole, it's 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 a very sticky situation, um, you know. I felt bad for Beltron, I really did. And then, like you, I wanted to say, I was like, all right, you know, see what you could do with the Mets. But yeah. I mean, you knew, you knew when that came out, his name came out on that sheet. You knew that that you knew that was coming. The Mets had no choice but to be like, yo, it's just part ways. I know, I know. It's like it's like finally getting your high school sweetheart to go on a date with you. And then you're about to, you know, do your thing with her, and then you get like, yo, come on, let's just, let's just call it off. 
I mean, listen, I think it would have been great because he was also play. He played for the Mets for about seventy years, man. And he, as a player for the Mets, listen, Carlos Beltran was a great player. I mean, did he get it done in 2006 when, you know, he struck out with bases loaded, two outs, you know, bottom of the ninth with the opportunity to go to World Series? No. He stood there, looked at the curveball. I'm not going to reminisce at it because Mets fans, listen, if you don't know, Jay, let me fill you in real quick. Let me give you one minute on this. Mets fans are still stuck on this. They hate him so much because he did not swing. It was a great curveball. If you look at the picture, it was a great curveball. You can't blame the guy for not swinging. As a member of myself, I'm like, damn it, why didn't you at least swing? It's a full count. But you look at the pitch now, listen, got to give the guy credit. It is what it is. It just, it just sucks because I would really like to see him as a player and not as a you know, player manager, but it is what it is. Um, on to the NBA. Uh, we, we don't got much in the NBA. Not much has been happening. But we got LeBron, Giannis, Steph Curry leading the pack with a bunch of other players who are pushing to resume the season. Do you think this happened, bro? Yes. You think they're gonna bring back? I mean, you think they're gonna bring? Back- no, they're going straight to the playoffs. In my opinion, it's straight to the playoffs. It's going. He's not gonna go further than the playoffs. It's, I mean, no. I'm excuse me. They're not gonna go back and oh, let's finish the season. Now, season's done. They're going straight into the playoffs. So, even if, if they do decide to come back and they go straight into the playoffs, are all the playoff spots filled? Yes. Oh wow. What I want because they're gonna break it down. There's no real tie. Because mm-hmm. Memphis was up, I believe, by, by they were up by like a game, half a, a game, no more than four games over the, the Pelicans. I still think that the Grizzlies would have got in, but it would have been fun to watch the Grizzlies and the and, and the Pelicans battle it out, no. the race to the end. But I still think that, you know, Ja, my boy Ja would have got, got in. I think, I think the, the Memphis was definitely putting in the work. I think over the Pelicans, the Pelicans, you know what I mean? Yeah, they got Zion, you know, midseason. And um, he still has a lot to prove. He does. I don't think that they have enough pieces yet. There might be a problem later on down the road, but not right now. Who, the, the Pelicans? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And even the Grizzlies, you can see they're coming up. Yeah. But, you know, um, and saying, going back to my boy, Jop, because I'm a big fan of his, um, I feel like they, they, he – who in their right mind thought that the Grizzlies were going to be in the AFC? Because if anybody says yes, you lie. Nobody. They, they had a decent squad, but apparently all they needed was that key piece, which is John Morant, to yeah. lead, lead the pack. And, you know, he, he was definitely making the push to be the MVP too, bro. Or, yeah, he, he was – He's for my opinion, and I know everybody argues with me, he had the rookie of the year. It was his. Yes, definitely. Um, talking about rookies, we're going to talk a little bit. Just one note on the draft. The Knicks are extensively scouting Cole Anthony. You have something against this. Cole Anthony, from what I was looking into, decent point guard, I think he is. Yes, he is. But he's injury prone also, which I don't like. He's not even twenty he's not even twenty six years old. He's already had meniscus surgery. And granted, man, this is not a serious surgery, but man, get out of here. You have another theory of the who the Knicks are gonna get. Okay. Go ahead. I want you to I want you to touch up on it. Go ahead. All right. So as we all know, or those of you that do not know. The Bull brothers, all three of them, Lamelo, Leangelo, Glanzo, mm-hmm. has left CAA and have signed with Rock Nation. Mm. It's been rumored, there's all rumor speculation, that Jay-Z wants to put Lamelo Ball in the Knicks. He's trying to find a way to get it done. I believe... That and I and it got 
you, God, please hear me say this. If this happens, <laughs> James Dolan eventually, I, as much as this is not, I wouldn't be surprised if he sells him to Jay Z. I, so. I hope so. Maybe I'm wishful thinking right now. But in saying that, yeah. he wants to put it together. I, I was talking about this downstairs with one of my friends. I said, maybe I'm doing wishful thinking. Maybe it's because, you know, we're like, hey, we're in New York, first minority owner in the NBA. Will be and excuse me and, and no that's the NFL. My apologies. Will be another minority owner. Will be Jay Z. But, but isn't isn't Jay Z part owner of the Nets though right now? No, no. He because you cannot be an owner of a team and have a sports agency. That's a conflict of interest. Really? So he had to sell his shares of oh, the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, I didn't. He had to, and it's true. It makes sense. So how's that going to work for the Knicks then? We'll give up the agency. I don't think so. Would you give up a sports agency to own the Knicks right now? Yeah, I don't hear he, he don't have enough money because he does. Would you give up the sports agency to do the Knicks? Mm, you can't tell. I'm biased because I'm a Knicks fan. I would, of course. I no, but I'm saying if you if you Jay Z and you're like you can see the potential of, of clients, we got to keep on hustling, or you can just straight up own a team. You can own the team. Looking at it from a business aspect, the Knicks, no matter how trashy and shitty they play, they sell out Madison Square Garden every. And that- Freaking game. It bugs me out. Every freaking game. So they sell out every freaking game. Well, this year, they, their attendance has went down a lot. Yeah? Yeah. Still. This was the first year in a long time they weren't really selling out. But still, think about it, though. I mean, you make a good point. Jay-Z buys the Knicks. You know how packed that's, that, that arena is going to be again, man? Yeah, but but so he's trying to do it in. Let's say he doesn't buy the Knicks. I'm going to play devil's advocate right now. Okay. And somehow, he finagles LaMelo Ball to get to the Knicks. LaMelo's the superstar we need. LaMelo becomes this great player, and R.J. Barrett's the, the wingman, and then they got next year's draft coming out, they get some more players. But Jay-Z's the one that orchestrated all of this to get to be where it's at. So Mr. Carter does this. Let's say Mr. Carter does this. Think about the documentaries they're going to do about this. Think about how they're going to do a movie about this. <laughs> I'm just saying there's a lot of money for him involved. I think I think and Jay-Z, if you're listening to this, please make it happen. I'm begging you. And I used to despise you. I always thought Nas was better than you. You do that, I don't care. Anybody says I will fight two for another. You're the greatest of all time. I think listen, I think Spike Lee would be so happy he'd actually direct it for free, that movie. <laughs> no, no, we don't want Spike Lee to direct it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Movies are not good. We want a, a real director behind it. Yeah, like the guy we were talking about, the director that Carlitos way, the part. Oh, no, please not. <laughs> we'll get Marcus Swayze, someone like that, you know? Oh, boy. Oh, man. Listen, so right now, listen, real quick before we jump on to the last topic. Right now, if the mock draft has LaMelo Ball going to the Timberwolves. Yes. The mock draft, I go, I go to tankathon.com. Listen, they usually have mock drafts. They have Jason Wiseman going to the Warriors, Anthony Edwards going to the Cavs. LaMelo going number three to the Timberwolves. Uh, the Hawks getting some guy named VJ. Denny, a VJ. Yeah, he's good. And the, the Pistons getting Obi Toppin. And the Knicks getting Killian Hayes. Yes, I like Killian Hayes. He's from France. He's pretty good. Oh, my God. He's from France? Yeah, but he has a jump shot. Uh, another Frankie, uh, Frankie French fries over there? Another Frankie French fries. But, but I, saw, uh, I saw a mock draft. And I don't know if I would do it, but it, I was like, maybe it might work. Where well, they were saying Wiseman, the center, goes to the Knicks, and then the Knicks, with the pick from the that they got from the Clippers, they get the point guard from Duke. I mean, do the Knicks? Do, that could work. 
do the Knicks need another big man? That's the thing. I don't think they really do. I think they're ready. I think they're good with Mitchell Robinson down there already. They do. They do. I, I agree. I think that's good. But I don't know if, if I haven't seen Wiseman play. Mm. And I know they're gonna take a they're gonna take a point guard and a big man. Maybe a big man to back up Mitchell. Yeah. You know, because we do you do need a backup center in the league. See, but I I think that's that's where a lie. I think the Knicks, depending on who on what number they get in the draft. They're going to be aiming for at least a point guard shooting. Well, they, yeah. We know that's what they need. Unless, listen, from, unless, because there's a point guard coming out from the G League next year. He's supposed to be this great player. He, he's like, he could do everything. Unless their mindset is like, all right, we're going to, and I, I got it, I, I can't take any more of this. But they say, we're going to tank 2021 to get that kid, to try to get that kid. I mean, it, it has happened before. That rumor has been going around too that the Knicks have been tanking to get these top picks, but I just think they stink. I think they, like you said, we were talking about it before. Uh, the Knicks' problem also is they definitely hate, they always change the front office. They All the time. In mid-year, too, in the middle of the year. Like, what does that show your players? And I, and, I, and I get a lot of heat for this. Everybody says, oh, no, you should. Yo, man, just keep Mike Miller in there. Give him a full year. See what he can do. Man, listen. See what the guy has behind him. Because if he had all these guys buying into his system – David Fisdale only won four games. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I want people to sink this in your brain. The same roster, four games. Mike Miller came in, they won 18. And out of the, all the games they lost, they were in majority of the games. They just, they, they don't have a closer. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem. Well, let's see what happens, man. Um, we'll see what happens with the draft. Let's see where the Knicks will end up drafting. And let's hope that the front office can make the right pick to, you know... Hopefully. Give... give <clears throat> Even if the Knicks make the right, you know, a good pick, I just want them to pick somebody who will help the team move forward. I'm not expecting no. them to win a championship at least within the next no, five, six years. Give me some hope, though. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I'm going to tell you this. Hope. And if the basketball gods are listening to me, hope just give me a championship before I die. That's it. That's I'll, all take I'll, that. I'll take just that. Give me a championship before I die. Like, even if I'm on my deathbed and I can only open one eye, I just want to see them win a championship. And then you can take me. That's all I want. You want to be with the clicker? Hoping. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. Let's see, man. Hopefully they're listening. Hopefully they'll make it, they'll make it happen before you, you know what I'm saying, you're on your deathbed. Good God. That way you can at least celebrate and enjoy it. But like we said, I think it all is all going to depend on um, where the Knicks fall in the draft order. And hopefully they can make the right choice. No, no, please. So to wrap things up, I just got a little tidbit, man. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, uh, this guy, Lynn, uh, Jeremy Lynn. I'm sorry. I couldn't remember his name. I had a brain fart for a minute. Jeremy Lynn was doing a little podcast. I forgot the name of the podcast. Sorry for not shutting them out. But he was talking about in 2015, Kobe was recovering for shoulder surgery. And the the squad is practicing is you know right before the trade deadline, and he goes to the practice and tells them, "I just came by to say bye to some of you bums who are going to get traded tomorrow." I mean, I found that hilarious. Like you got, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if he was joking or he was serious. Jeremy was serious. I heard that. I heard Kobe was that was that type of individual. I mean, listen, he had that mama mentality. He 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 learned from Jordan. You know, Jordan schooled him, and you seen through the documentary, through the, uh, the Last Dance documentary. You seen Jordan don't play, man. It's win or take all. Yeah. So, so I definitely believe he he said that. Some of the guys probably took it as a joke, but you know, Kobe was probably like, "Listen, no, you schmucks, you guys stink. 
I'm gonna just say peace out before you guys get traded. No, look, and, and I I don't think he meant it to be personal. Mm. It was more, yo, this is business, and you guys ain't cutting it. Next. Facts, facts. I mean, at, at least he gave him the, the you know I mean, at least he was man enough to be like, you know what, I'm going to just say peace out to the guy. Technically, he didn't have to go by and say peace out. He, and, and you know what? He didn't do it like a punk. He went to their face. So huh? how could you get mad at him? No, you can't get mad at and him. And Jeremy found it funny. He was laughing it off. Yeah, yeah. Well, RIP Kobe on that note. And uh, I think that's a wrap for us, my brother. Listen, there's been another great episode. I think we filled in a lot. We talked a lot of NFL. Yes. Kobe, Hopefully, we'll still keep on getting more content coming out. Hopefully, we'll get some sports, you know, rolling, whether it's NFL, MLB. Give me something. NBA. Yes, please. Something. I'm saying. Um, there, there is a boxing match. I think Javante Davis and – was it Klinchko? No, not Klinchko. Not Klinchko. Not Klinchko. Javante Davis. Javante Davis, he's going to fight, which – oh, my God. Guy's so overrated. And I'm talking about Davis. The, the, he's Davis fighting – Javante Davis. Well, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about it too much because whatever. No, I, and I'm gonna tell you something. As a matter of fact, next week I want to talk about this, and we're, and I'm gonna come at Javante Davis really hard. So yeah, I probably will get death threats. Death. The, oh, Lomachenko. That's what it is. Lomachenko. He's fighting. He's not gonna fight Lomachenko. Yeah. He won't even. No. He, he said he's gonna knock him out by the probably by the ninth or the tenth round, bro. Yeah. So we'll touch up on that next week, just in case oh, there is yeah, nothing please. to talk about. You know what? Please bring this up next week, please. It's on my nose, my brother. I got you. We definitely going to touch up on it, man. But listen, man, it's been another great episode. Go ahead. Yes. Shut your, your way out, man, so I can wrap it up, my brother. Yeah, look, I'm going to go back to Jersey. I'm going to go back, you know, go back to doing my things. I do want to give a special shout-out to all the high school, college, junior high school, elementary, kindergarten graduates from 2020. My, my apologies that, you know, even though it wasn't me, that you weren't able to walk that aisle and you deserved it. But in my eyes, you guys are real are the real heroes here, and, and I'm proud of all of you that finished school. You know, especially my 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 sister from another mother, Chandra. Her son he graduated high school. Congratulations to him. Nice, nice. Well, congrats on that note, my brother. I appreciate you. I think I'm gonna wrap it up right there. Thank you, man. Thank you again for coming on. Thank you for bringing the heat. You know, we always bump our heads, man, when we talk about sports because this is what we love to do, my brother. Listen. It's all love. It's all love. Yeah, I love you. Appreciate you. I'll catch you next week for sure. Huh? For sure. And uh, you guys already know you've been listening to the Oya Oda podcast. Thank you for listening. It don't cost a thing to show some love, man. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Thank you for all that have been listening. Thank y'all for showing love. Keep on listening, man. We'll be back at y'all next week again with another one. Peace.